This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking to James Garden. He is an MC, singer, and songwriter representing Lansing, Michigan. We'll be talking to him about his motivational and feel-good album titled Living Daylights, as well as some of his past and recent singles. James Garden, welcome to Books, Beats, and Beyond. Thank you. Um, so you were born and raised in Michigan, is that right? Um, so I was actually born in Germany. I'm an Army brat. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but pretty much raised in Michigan, yeah. Okay. How how long were you over in Germany? Only four years, so I don't remember much. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you been back since? I haven't, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, yeah. I heard there's a great hip hop scene over in Germany. That's what I heard too. <laughs> yeah. I have to make it happen soon. <laughs> so Michigan was where you were raised. Would you say? Yes. Okay. And what impact has that had on your pursuit of music? Um, I mean, I, I think I would humbly say that I think Michigan has some of the best, like, contributors to hip-hop. We even talk about, like, Slum Village, Dilla, right. um, Royce, M, uh, even Sean. Like, right. so there's a lot of, like, people I've been able to, to learn from and listen to, uh, with Michigan being where I got my feet wet and learned, like, how to rap and just learn about hip-hop. Yeah, I mean, those, those, yeah, you, there's definitely some high-caliber MCs and producers that come out yeah. of the state. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what made you fall in love with hip hop? What, 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 what was that first memory? What was that that was like, you know, I could do this. I like this. I think it was one day I was like with some friends and I started freestyling, and they said it was good. <laughs> and but I think after that, like, I started writing first before publicly sharing it with people uh-huh. and um i i used to be like deathly shy so i wouldn't speak in groups or anything like that so i think once i started enjoying what i was writing and shared it with people and they enjoyed it yeah i, I was able to like give myself a new voice and um i think i just i fell in love with this new way to communicate with people that i wasn't able to connect with them beforehand nice how, how old were you uh, probably like I was shy until like senior year of high school. So wow, was probably like seventeen, eighteen, yeah. Wow, and then you just came out and just started like freestyling, huh? Started, started a new life. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's like, like "Yo, he, he talks, man, <laughs> and he can flow." Yo. <laughs> yeah, I think I still get people like to this day that'll be like, "Wait, James does music? Like, <laughs> huh?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I I kind of had that similar thing too. You know, I was uh kind of shy, and then I like to rhyme myself. And I remember, yeah, if I wasn't talking, they'd be like, "Yo, Taj, spit a verse," you know. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I just light up. They're like, "Look, yeah, he does talk." <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so the the album, Living Daylights, yes. Living Daylights. Yes. 
Why did you name it Living Daylights? Explain that title. Um, so my idea behind it was like, I feel like we all have gifts and like just different callings and talents that we can, we can be able to shine more light on the world. Yeah. And, um, I hate misquoting scripture, but there's a scripture that says like, we're supposed to be the light of the world. And, a, and it talks about a lamp doesn't leave its shade on top of it. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to create a record where I can encourage a person who may struggle with being that light, whether it be because they don't have the confidence to do it or their surroundings tell them that they can't do it. Uh, so the goal of the record was just like to celebrate all of us. Like, yeah, the music and the album is how I try to share my light on the world. But if you're a barber, a teacher, or a construction worker, I feel like you can still, wherever you're at, shine your light on the world as well. Yeah. I kind of got that vibe from this album. It's very motivational. It's just very uplifting, you know. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So you you have a song in there called Problems. What triggered yeah. What triggered you to write this song? Some problems, baby, but don't let your problems get you. Forget about your problems, baby, and understand we gon' get through. And we got some problems, but when we can't solve them, we throw our hands up in the air. We got some problems, so act like you don't got them. it like you just don't care. I had an interview, but I woke up too late. Now I'm eating this donut, feeling like I got a toothache. Everything is telling me I shouldn't feel too great. Everyone is telling me that your dog is too late. It's destined to be a bad day. And I'm feeling like I have to take it that way. It's like my glass is spilled out halfway. And all my opportunities already passed, mate. Screw that, this is my turnaround. All them little problems, we gonna burn them down. Now I got a new lease on life. And it's something amazing when this dude squeeze on mics. And they say I gotta glow this kind of neon bright. With a goal to let you know that it's gonna be alright, huh? Yeah, so while I'm ducking these bills like Affleck, I'ma keep doing what I'm having a blast at. But don't let your problems get you Forget about your problems, baby And understand we gon' get through And we got some problems And when we can't solve them We throw our hands up in the air We got some problems So act like you don't got them party like uh. you just don't care Dang, I see everything that you're dealing with. Just keep your head up, homie, and stay diligent. People love to tell you that when you ain't feeling it. But I know and understand really how it really is. I'm just trying to light the world up like a filament. You know, a little spirit lift. I know how it goes from the day to day. When the dark clouds won't stay away, hoping it won't stay this great. Screw that, this is our turnaround. All them little problems, we gonna burn them down. Cause this life ain't forever. So understand hope is alive. And that everything will get better. Just view this as a transition. Our ancestors had problems. They just went and ran with them. Huh. So while I'm ducking these bills like Affleck, I'ma keep doing what I'm having a oh, blast you got at. Some problems, baby. But don't let your problems get you. Forget about your problems, baby. And understand we gon' get through. And we got some problems, but when we can't solve them, we throw our hands up in the air. We got some problems, so act like you don't got on the party, like you just don't care. Oh, hey. 
say, <laughs> to be honest, I feel like when I wrote that song, uh, I was living in a house with like three of my friends. Mm. I want to say like, uh, at one point, our heat got turned off. <laughs> you know, and so yeah, like, that's, that's a problem. That's definitely a problem. <laughs> we ended up getting it back on. It was and like it was one of those dumb things where the person whose name it was in mm. didn't tell everyone that he mm. already got the notice. Dang, and yeah. like instead of being like, "Hey guys, can you pay a little extra?" Like he just hit it, and then it was like, "Yo, it's kind of cold." Wow, you know, really? Michigan, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Michigan when it gets cold, it's cold. Oh, that's so, true. Uh, yeah, uh, so we we got it back on, but like it, that song was kind of just inspired by like we're gonna have problems, like problems <laughs> are going to happen. Yeah, you're never going to avoid them. Right. Um, but you can choose your attitude in them, and if you know they're coming, like they're inevitable. Right. So you can't allow it to like steal your joy and and stop you from moving. So you were writing that that verse in the cold <laughs> in your room. <laughs> That's <funny>. probably. <laughs> so. You know, um, like what 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 are some of the usual problems you encounter as an up and coming music artist? Um, I think I'm trying to think of like what are like good. Pro- I mean, there's like trivial problems. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll I'll send out an email and not get a response. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, whether it be like with a venue or it be with uh, a feature, and it could be like features from the homies, and then I'm like. Oh, so you just don't respond <laughs> to emails. And, like, because it's weird, because I think, like, until you get to a certain level, like, people see the urgency. Right. And, and if they don't think you're at a status that deserves the urgency, you don't get the urgency. So, I mean, that's, that's annoying because mm-hmm. it's, like, literally it's just status. Like, I could, I could have a song that goes viral tomorrow and – at that point, nothing has changed with my message. Nothing has changed with how the music sounds, but people would act differently because of that. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And I feel like it's like, I think that's, like, if something's dope, it's dope. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, like, if you're famous or not. Like, if I hear someone, I'm like, he's really dope. Not a lot of people know about him, but he's really dope. Then right. I want to work with him because he's really dope. And so I think that's, like, that's one of those issues that, like, I think it's a part of the culture yeah. Um, it's more annoying than anything though. Yeah. I mean that that is so true. That is so true. Like, um just trying to interview some artists, you can realize after they hit a certain level, they don't respond to the emails anymore or so forth. It's it's just that just I don't know what that threshold of status is where you feel like, ah, <laughs> they're beneath <laughs> me now, you know, like Yeah, yeah. I don't. I no longer have to treat you like a human, and you're, you're not worthy of a response. Like it could be easy as like I can't do it. Right. That's it. Right. That's four words. Right. So like, right. I'd be happy with that. I'll be happy you know? with no. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something. Are like, oh, you just gonna read it or leave it there? Like, <laughs> Does that really feel good to do that? I mean, like, what? What is that? You know. <laughs> Fall down, they claim they all crown. So all of y'all claim king. 
they ignore the bad taste that they shame bring while they poison a strange scene. Sicking in the city, they just wanna gain green. While I'm doing my dang thing. See around here, your peers never giving you cheers. Even though everybody's known your name for some years. And homie, that's a sad thing. When you stuck with these crabs in a bucket and they all want the same thing. And it's sad, I was stuck in a mindset that wouldn't let me leave the city limits lines. Yeah, like do you be quit aiming to be the next him? Haters love to throw salt in your direction But you'll never see me beefing with these silly kids Cause I'm on the road to being bigger than my city You kids. gotta get back Don't stay in yours Don't be a slave to yours You gotta get back Don't stay in yours Don't be a slave to yours Loving these out-of-town shows Sharing with strangers was pouring out of my soul In the last set, we was clowning, I know But I swear I'm so mother-loving, proud of my growth Crossing these state lines, taking my shape mind to a new format I'm breaking out of my mold, seeing a new city Could start to go and change your brother's mindset Like has my opportunity passed me? Or maybe it's not my time yet And I'm just trying to get my spot in the line set And have a safe landing after I jet This got me reminiscing about the time that I went To the motherland And that changed my whole world And hopefully soon you all will understand Why I'm more focused And won't let nothing deter me Since I recognize life as a journey You gotta get back Don't stay Don't be a slave to yours Gotta get back. Don't stay in yours. Don't be a slave to yours. And before we bid the city goodbye, just respect the fact that the kid didn't deny. We were all born a life that was fit for the sky. So don't miss your chance, you were given to fly. So spread those wings. Take a stroll on them dark clouds. Don't silence your dreams. Go and sing your heart out. Cause our number one goal is just to make sure we don't end up the way we start out. And I promise you, mama, I'm gonna make you proud. Even though it looks like your son's standing on shaky ground. And I know that you worried I'll be broke when you buried. But best believe your boy's gonna make you proud. And them nights we couldn't eat, it was worth it. Involuntary fast got us closer to our purpose. We made gems out of them stones we had to work with. We all hear that voice, I just listen when I heard it. You gotta get back. Don't stay in yours. Don't be a slave to yours. You gotta get back. Don't stay in yours. Don't be a slave to Before we get to the show, I just want to say thank you for all of you out there who are supporting the show by clicking on the links and purchasing the music or the books. We appreciate you very much. And for all those who haven't and are thinking about supporting us, 
just go inside the show notes of each episode and click on the links to the songs or the books, and it'll take you right to where you can purchase it. And it's a win-win because you support the guests of the show, um, and we get a small commission, which then goes toward to the operations of the show. So again, for all you who have supported us, thank you so much. And for all those who are thinking about supporting us, we appreciate you as well. All right. Peace. We just played this song called City Limits. What what's the okay. what's the message here? Um, so City Limits and like it's interesting because I feel like City Limits is still like a song that like it's still trying to get me to learn the lesson. So uh, Lansing, Michigan, capital of Michigan, it's uh there's a lot of people who are here that never leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's every like small city anywhere, right? There'll mm-hmm. be people who who will be scared of the world outside of it. Um, I've been blessed to be able to travel, whether it be for shows or like internships and things like that. And I think that song is really just about how like if you could get out of the those that area code, those city limits, and visit other parts of the world, it'll not only expand like your thought process, um, but it'll allow you to meet new people and just grow as a person. Yeah. And so that song, like, I just want to like encourage everyone to like get a passport. Yeah. Like, leave the country at least once in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or go, like, two states over right. and just stay for a weekend. But, yeah. like, I know there's, there's people who haven't left the block they live on, and I, I think it's just it's sad because it limits what they expect to get out of life. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I think I, I, as I was listening to that, I just thought about, you know, the, my hometown and, and just, like you said, other hometowns. It, it, it's kind of kind of general generalizing, but I don't mean to. But if they don't leave, it's like depressing bitterness, you know. Just and it makes me think, why? Just step out, just step out for just a little bit, and you will realize there's so much out there, right? Yeah, yeah. You had a you had a great line in there that I thought was dope. Don't be a slave to you. I mean, that's a dope line. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because that's basically, you know, we're our own worst critic and biggest enemy. And that right there is just a, is just a dope line, man. I appreciate it. I, in the song, you said that um, you went to the motherland. Where did you go? Yeah. Where did you go in Africa? So um, I went to South Africa. Um, I was like maybe 20 minutes outside of Johannesburg okay, in wow. a township. Stayed mm-hmm. there for three months. Wow, um, I did an internship. Yeah, uh-huh. I did an internship where uh, basically it was a uh, HIV AIDS orphan care center, mm. um, and they had like an after school program where like the kids would come to get to eat, and then I was able to design programming where I did like a music program, so we wrote and recorded music. Oh, wow. Um, and then while there, I just helped out with everything. So if we needed to pick stuff out of the garden, I got my hands dirty. If we needed to repaint the office, I got my hands dirty. Um, How'd you land that? Paperwork. Uh, so there was actually um, there's a student group in uh, at MSU called Emerald, mm. and um, the director of it also has a nonprofit called VVOCS, which mm-hmm. is let me not misread Vumundo Zuku Biavana, our children's future. Wow. And um, they had started that center um, with a, another woman named Namusa in South Africa. 
to service the kids in Zonkey Zisway, which is the township I stayed in. And um, I had worked with them with the student group for a while, and they were like, hey, would you want to be an intern um, for the, I think it was like for the spring. And I was like, sure, why not? (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's going to be hard work, but it's going to be like totally worth it. So, yeah, I went out there. What, what what did you learn out there? Like what, like internally? Um, so it was interesting. It was the first birthday I ever had away from anyone I knew. Hmm. Um, so like that was it was just interesting to like, but like everyone working there like they gave me a card and like it felt good. But it taught me a lot about being with myself. Hmm. Um, cause being in a different country, cause I didn't go with a bunch of other students, right? Right. Um, the director was there maybe for the first week or two and then she left back to the states so like it was just me like wow. solo wow like, yeah. you know yeah <laughs> like like and so it was interesting culturally to like have conversations with people and in my head i would think of like jokes or sayings but i'm like oh that's like a total american thing oh, they may right. not get it yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know yeah and i'm like so so that was the interesting thing like I think being being an African American, like in the states, we learn how to code switch in different like All right. where you talk differently with your friends, you talk different at work. So being somewhere where it's like, hold up, I don't know if I know how to talk to you. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> and like just kind of just having to humble myself. They're like, all right, so I'm not like I'm not an expert at this culture, so I'm, I need to be able to be teachable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was good. How were you treated? Uh, I was treated really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think what helped is I learned how to greet people really confidently in mm-hmm. Zulu. Mm-hmm. Um, so most people thought I was Zulu. Oh, then they start talking, like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they start talking, like, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I was like, I, that's all I know. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Um, but no, I was, I was, there was only one point I was treated, like, unfairly, in a sense. And that's, uh, I went to a clinic. Because I ended up getting strep throat because I drank the water because mm-hmm. I was trying to be too much like I was really from there. Just, like, yeah. I was acting like I was at home. I was drinking out the faucet. Like, yeah. like I had no sense. This is the mother and, uh, So, Right. I'm like, I could drink the water. <laughs> so it's life. Um, so I go to a uh, a clinic, and, like, me being the the – cocky american i am i went to w i went to web md and i'm like oh i got strep throat okay i just need painkillers and antibiotics go in there and i sit down and she like moves my chair the doctor moves my chair and tells me that i need to look at the wall i can't look at her when i speak to her what um, <laughs> yeah. wow. and, and this is this is this is a, a black south african wow. um i think like i think it's because and I think a lot of Americans do probably go in there a little too, like, cocky. Mm, Yeah. And so, like, I can understand, like, I can kind of understand it, but it's a little strange. So, like, for the first half, I'm talking to her, like, staring at a wall. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not doing this. And I just (laughs) grab my chair, and I'm like, I'm going to look at you and speak to you. Like, and I don't mean it. And, like, after that, like, she took a little popsicle stick and, she tried to choke you. With she, <laughs> <laughs> it was a little violent. So I, was like, I, was a little like, I was like, hey, that kind of hurt. Um, and then she gave me my antibiotics and my painkillers, and mm. strep throat was gone in a couple of days. Wow. 
Wow. So yeah, and yeah. once you came back to the states, how did how did that feel? Being gone so long. So it was it was different. I came back and like well, one jet lag hit me mm. really hard. Uh, and it, I was trying to be like, well, I don't need no sleep. I'm good. I slept on the plane. <laughs> it's like five in the afternoon. I'm like, oh wow, I, I didn't know I was that tired. Um, but uh, it was interesting. I think like I had a different perspective coming back of like, because this is it was a couple years back. Like this was like 2010, right? Mm-hmm. So like the internet wasn't where it's at now. Mm. Um, I had to go to like an internet cafe. So it was, I kind of got to unplug. Mm. So when I came back, um, I kind of liked that freedom for a while. I definitely got acclimated and addicted to my, my cellular device (laughs) quickly. But like, still like when I came back, it was like, uh, like this is good, but I like to be able to unplug sometimes. Um, and it, like, uh, like South Africa is like, in some ways, it's allowed to be like very slow. Like, you take a taxi, the taxi doesn't leave until it's full. So CP so, time is real. Oh, so real. And like, I thought like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, all right, we're gonna get there like 20 minutes. And like, we're sitting, and then they're like, no, we're waiting to get this full because they're like. But right. from a business standpoint, he's like, I want to get the best bang for my buck. Exactly. I'm not driving a half full <laughs> tax. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. need all this money, and someone's going to come. Someone ends up coming. But, like, so then coming back here, it's like, oh, we got to go back to this fast speed. Um, I don't think it was hard to transition, but I think, like, I was definitely able to see the difference. And when coming back, seeing how much we take for granted. Right. Um, and – like we take things for granted that necessarily like if they were gone, it wouldn't ruin our lives, but in our heads we think it would, but it's like, we would find different ways to communicate with each other. We would find different ways to use our time. Like I didn't really watch TV when I was out there. Mm. I read a bunch of books and Mm -hmm. I wrote a bunch of songs. I actually wrote like a lot of living daylights while I was out there. So I was like, all right, every morning I'm going to wake up and write for like 30 minutes to an hour and Uh just play instrumentals and write. Um, So, like, I don't know. When I got back here, it was just, like, all the distractions were back, and and I kind of missed, like, having that freedom. Yeah, I can can feel that. I've I've been out the country like that as well, and when you come back, you kind of miss just having that. It was, like, that total freedom, freedom to to learn yourself, and then you got to come back and – the fast pace kind of throws you off a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there was another song on there called "Freedom." I'm trapped, 
stuck in this place I'm in It's like they got it locked, it's not in my place to win But to be honest, this bondage is garbage And I acknowledge I can't remain, so I'ma break them then So as I loosen my handcuffs, shake off these shackles You gotta be careful what you're gonna let have you Cause they say he who's free is free indeed And I'ma run this race and need your speed, my God And now I'm feeling like I'm ready to fly off You can be what you wanna be, what they taught you And then they built a glass ceiling trying to block you But they can never own what was never they own So keep running at home so they can't say they caught you Cause I'ma be a free man before I'm pushing old daisies And I ain't talking driving old ladies My driver's so crazy I'm looking for I want my I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get till I'm out of vote. I'm writing for I want my own freedom. I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get. No boundaries, freely I walk around. I sign it to say where I can't sit, take it down. Feared in the city as a line in the wild Like my skin tone defines violence in the town Won't sneak around above ground Won't go under a day walker like Blade Amongst bloodsuckers Thanks to what our ancestors done for us I ain't gotta stand in a child line Singing the chorus I hide in the forest Surrounded by a swamp In the dark of night From dogs and cops We ain't gotta sell rocks Or our bodies We ain't gotta be lily white to be godly Fact is We ain't gotta be like nobody Cause nobody gets perfect Truly nothing on this earth is so stare in the mirror and see that your worth is freedom in the God that created you with purpose I'm looking for I want my I gotta get I gotta get I gotta get so I'm fighting for I'm writing for I want my I gotta get I gotta get I gotta get I wake up in the morning like There's gotta be a little more to life Dark and cloudy, my apartment feeling freezing Alarm ringing every five minutes frequent Always complain about the come up But why I gotta be up before the sun does I'm tired of doing stuff I just don't feel 50 hours a week for a shelter and meals And I don't even need much I'm not asking for a free lunch I just wanna wake up on my own time Work because I love it, make some money on my own grind The work I'm doing steady, making someone else rich. So why I gotta be stuck feeling helpless? Now I would never call this slavery, but I don't really see how any way that's free. Come on. I'm looking for. I want my. I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta get. I'm fighting for. I'm writing for. I want my. I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get, said I'm searching for, I'm looking for, I want my, I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get, said I'm fighting for, I'm writing for, I want my, I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta get. Have you reached freedom in any capacity? Ooh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I mean, I think like, I think as an artist, I feel pretty free. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can create like whatever I want without like feeling like I need to be a certain type of not type of artist. I need to like only put off certain type of records. Um, 
But no, I, I mean, that is an interesting question. I feel like I don't – I think in every aspect I'm probably close, but I think I block myself from being truly free, free mm. why in do, a lot of ways. Why do, you, why, do, why do you think you do that? I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I think because, like, I would – because in my head I'd be like, oh, I'm free through my face. But I think also, like, there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can't do that. I can't yeah. say that because that's going to make other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think that's the thing, too. I think, like, I think at some point I have an issue of, like, um, trying to please other people. Mm-hmm. So that stops the freedom. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't worry about that, I'd be, like, I don't think I would go around and be like, just slapping people in the face and being like super <laughs> rude, you know. Yeah. But but that is a hindrance, right, to true freedom. Yeah. Um, and I think I just I overanalyze stuff way too much, mm. and that that stops my freedom too. Like I I will think too much into it. Does it the all that thinking does that kind of hinder your 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 creativity process when you're writing in a sense? So um, I think in the past it did, and mm. sometimes it can. I think lately I don't, I don't give my permission, I don't give myself permission to overthink or decide if it's good or bad. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try to create. Like there's there's new records I did where I'm like, uh, I would like my mind would be like maybe you should redo this, maybe you should redo that, and it's like no, it's it's in its truest form, so just leave it how it is. If it's good. I don't even decide that because I'm not the consumer at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, the fans decide what's good. So I could polish something up and be like, check this out. It's the most beautiful, immaculate thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they see it and be like, eh. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. right. You know? Yeah. And then, and then I can have something and I'm like, oh, I don't think this is that good. And they're like, oh, that is amazing. It's the most immaculate thing you've ever <laughs> did. So, like, and I've had that. I've had songs where, like, I'm scared of the song and I'm like, I don't think people are going to like it, no one on the, on Living Daylight. Mm-hmm. When I first wrote that song, I was like, oh, this song is soft. No one's going to hear a guy telling everyone they're beautiful. This is super weird. No one's going to enjoy this. And, like, when I perform it, people love it. And <laughs> so, like, my judgment my judgment can be trusted to a, to a certain extent, but, like, I can't trust my judgment as gospel. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. I heard one quote that if – you want to put something out and you think it's perfect, you waited too long to do it. That's, That's so real. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. Now I'm going to kind of flip that when we talk about freedom. Talk about more as okay. a, as black people. I know yeah. we don't I know I don't have the answers, you don't have all the answers, but what do you think we really need to do to attain like true freedom? Hmm. Like in the context of in America, right? Yeah, or, or globally, but yeah, since we're or so globally. since we're so Americanized in a sense, you can look at it from that yeah. angle. Um, it's a hard one, right? Because yeah. I mean, like we can go the concept of like um, building our own like infrastructure, right? Our own schools, um, heck, own policing, own um, government, like you know, like if we just divest and create our own, would that give us the freedom? Um, I don't, I think it, it may in a sense, but I don't think that would be true either. Mm -hmm. Um, that's rough. Yeah. 
because uh, I like I don't want to feel like it's it's like hopeless and it can never happen. I think it has to be like a freedom for all people, right? Um, yeah. but without like without ignoring, because I hate when people are like, no freedom for all people, but like freedom for all people usually means like then let's stop saying Black Lives Matter. Right. And let's just like yeah. put it all in one umbrella. Um, but I think it's like. It's attacking all of them. And um, I guess for me, when I worked for Emerald, I think Emerald's approach, was, which stands for a multiracial unity living experience, their mm-hmm. approach was really about like, so each week you have a roundtable discussion, right? And it gives you about race, gender, sexual orientation, any social injustice, political thing going on. And you would take research. So I think education is an aspect, right? Mm-hmm. You need to learn. One, you need to learn to unlearn the lies you've been told and right. the actual facts and truth. And so you take that information packed with your personal experience. Cause I think that's an issue too, right? If you only go off your experience, but you don't learn anything else, then yeah, your view is truthful to your experience, mm-hmm. but it's not the whole, the whole picture. Um, so that I think education is definitely an aspect on all parts, everyone learning and then having open conversations that are uncomfortable need to happen yeah no one wants to talk about no one wants to talk about these things because it makes you so uncomfortable because you have to take ownership because you feel bad about it but the conversation has to happen it has to. Yeah. um for us to even like start to even do the work right. um another thing emerald would do is uh we would do service projects together so we would go and either volunteer at a school or do something together so i think doing work to better the community together um, if I get my hands dirty with you mm-hmm. after we've had a hard conversation, I like at that point we're getting closer. Yeah. I'm able to see your difference and respect it. And then we start seeing that we have more stuff in common. Yeah. Um, and that was a, the other thing. One of the components was like about really building genuine relationships. And I think a lot of times when people are like, I have black friends. Like <laughs> if you say it like that, <laughs> it's not they're not really your friends. No. Like you were, yeah. you're reaching. I got black friends. <laughs> yeah. I have those. It's like, no, like, right. but, but I think it's like being genuine with that. So I think, I think it's a, it's definitely like legislation needs to be changed. I think there needs to be more education yeah. um, about like racial reconciliation with, with all parties. Um, and then I think there's also like living together. Yes. And also, um, doing the work to fix the communities together as well. So it's like if we live together, learn together and fix the problem together. Yeah. Then like I think that cycle of like white supremacy and us continually to teach it and teach it, whether it be covertly or overtly, it kinda gets broken up if it's like, wait, so you're gonna tell me black people are dumber than us? Because me and Jamal, like, we built a school together, I know. Um, and we were just actually reading these books together that tell us different than what you're telling mm-hmm. us. Uh, so, hold up, you're, what are your sources? Can you tell me your Because, like, exactly. that's the thing, too. If someone argues with me, I want to know where you researched it. Yes. And if you're not going to, if I can't read it, if I can't, like, if you're just telling me straight from your head and your thought, and not to say your thoughts aren't valid, but I can't go off of that alone. Right. Like, right. I need some, I need something to back that up. Right. That's I mean, that's that I think the the biggest thing you said through all that was being together. And yeah. I, I think that's one of the biggest things. We're so segregated 
in America, our communities. So you can put anything on the news, and if you don't know anyone that looks like that, you're going to believe what the news says. But like you said, right. oh, the news says that, but, hey, John over here or, or Jamal over here is nothing like that. <laughs> what are you yeah, guys talking exactly. about? So, yeah, I think that is a very good point. Yeah. And that's not even, like, looking at the fact that, like, the news is segregated in a sense, too. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know many black people that watch Fox News as a valid source. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So it's like they're they're able to deliver it a certain way. And, like, I mean, I don't know that many right-wing people that will watch CNN in the same way. Yeah. So it's like you can – and we, but think about that. Think about that. Entertainment in a sense, too. Imagine if they yeah. live – we all live together, right? How valid would Fox right. News be anymore? <laughs> you know? Like, it wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. You couldn't be. You couldn't tell me something if if my neighbor looks like the person you're telling. You know, like right. if my neighbor is if I if I have potluck with my Muslim neighbor every Friday, <laughs> and you're telling me they're all terrorists. I'm not gonna believe you. I'm exactly. like, wait, what you talking about, man? Like, <laughs> we come over and we be eating good together. Like, <laughs> it'd be a comedy channel. To yes. Sure. It's like, hold up, y'all lie. <laughs> My Malcolm Exodus, Exodus, feeling like a pal. Less colon, more Adam Clayton. Grab my Bible, 50 cal. Remington beside it, trying to save the nation. They say it's hatred, but it's revolution. Like Namumba, blessed with shooters. Lined up on our blocks, we mark for execution. We gun busters, cause we gotta be. Through poverty, we gotta, gotta die. Kinda die, gotta me. Look, these are the fatal times. Casualties on each side that went from peace guide to jihad. 
let the beat ride, we'll be ride, we lock in to get locked up, extended play on my chopper, I can rip blocks up, and it seems offensive, the chess board, we don't swing for fences, all for a checkmate, but never seen as kings or princes, never test the waters, till I saw what kind do it, and tuned inside the mausoleum, whiffing bombing fluid, ain't no touch here, it's just hut hut, then you line up with a shotgun, throw bullets if you hear the screams when you touch down, then you got one, then bust back, then figure out a way, I'm a trap, I've been stuck since birth, when I look around, all I see is gas station, strip club, liquor store, strip club, church, niggas in a hearse, we say our prayers for the fallen, wiping tears from our mothers at the cathedral, she ballin', and they call it black excellence, dangerous society, on top of that, the pigs got 45s trying to fire me, we just played this song called Black Excellence. What's the jewels you want us to grab from the song? Ooh, Black Excellence. You know what's bad? I haven't listened to that record in a while. That's horrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, so, and that's that's a song of my, my brother Joshua Smith. I think me and him have always been, like, proponents of, like, being proud and being black, mm-hmm. but also, like, trying to teach other people that, that same sort of mindset um, from a from an uplifting standpoint, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think like Black Pride ever has to be destructive to anyone else and tearing them it, down. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so it's like I think it's I think it's celebrating the fact that like we were excellent and we are excellent because that's what we were born to be mm-hmm. um, as a people. Like historically and and just through time, we've done so many great things that I think it's so easy for us to watch world star or for us to watch the news or for us to watch other things to think like, Oh no, every black man I see on TV is a criminal mm. or, or is um, yelling out book gang, like, <laughs> or, or even like, and I, I, I have to be honest. I love some mumble rap, right? Yeah. I, I enjoy it, but mm-hmm. it's like still like if every black man you see is, is addicted to Zans and drugs <laughs> and is, is portraying this lifestyle like it's sad that like I feel like that we we have a wave of rappers that are depressed and self medicating. Yeah. And that's the music we party to. But so we wanted to kind of show like our excellence is above that. Without even like trying to put that down, but like just like doubling down on like nah, like we're excellent. Like What does that look like to we you? We need though? you to analyze. What is what does black excellence look like to you? I mean I think black excellence so because I don't think it's just a status of like us being rich and successful mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think it's also like um, having having a high level of emotional literacy, right? Mm. So we don't we don't have to um, we don't have to like succumb to substance abuse. We can we can actually understand how to how to deal with our anger, um, how to express our sadness without feeling ashamed yeah. or feeling like we look soft. You know, like I think that's excellent having poise. Yeah. Um, being proud of your family and and um, carrying your family's name in a powerful way mm-hmm. that if people like I feel like it's like that it's I think it's like leaving a legacy to the point that like I think excellence is like if I have a son and you meet my son and his last name's Garden and you're like oh I know you're great yeah. like so I think it's mm-hmm. like it's something that's good about you but also can carry on to other generations and I think that's like that's what our excellence looks like mm-hmm yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I totally agree with, in regards to that. Yeah, and you said you collabed on that song with 
with uh, Joshua Smith. Man, he could flow. Yeah. He could flow. Dog, he is – homie is, like, one of the best rappers I know. And, like, <laughs> I harass him all the time. This is, this is going to be a public harassment. Like, Joshua Smith put out some music right now. He has records. He just needs to put them out. And this is me telling him again, Joshua Smith. I'm going to try to get him on. I'm going to try to get him on. Do it. And harass him to put out records because he has some. All right. Dude is like one of the best writers I know. Yeah, really good. Really good. So you have another song on there called Complaining. Change your appearance, I thought to hate you and dear it. I've been telling you how you could just make it. You heard my advice and you ain't really wanna take it. Took it for granted, I've been on this planet for about 30 years. My work worthy of these cheers. I tell you loud and clear till the day you feeling it. Stay humble, spread love, keep it diligent. As a man thinks, then a man is. Yeah, times get hard, there's some damn in. Yeah, but look at you, you still standing. Where's your trust in God and how he planned it? Yeah. Oh, there you go complaining. Look in the mirror. Who are you claiming? Head on the water. You ain't maintaining. Quit all the talking. Cause you can change it. Oh, there you go complaining. Look in the mirror. Who are you claiming? Head on the water. You ain't maintaining. Quit all the talking. Cause you can change it. Now what you gonna do? You gonna change it up? Or you gon' act the feed if you fake it for Mad cause you didn't go and get it Mad you put a cap on your limit Stop that Over there rolling, they trolling, planning to block that Playing in the back of your mind, don't let them lock that Cause at once you thought very well of you But that self-talk transformed into a hellish view I've been there, convinced myself I wasn't worth a tick on a clock Till I found my home like the click on the top Pages of the word help me swerve back in my lane So please homie let me just refrain from speaking death into my life Cause you can speak for the rest of your life Let me say it again cause I don't think you feel a name Stay humble, spread love and keep it diligent What compelled you to yeah. write this song? Did you like lose electricity this time, or <laughs> <laughs> out of the water? No, 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 no. Uh, no 
complaining was just about like, and honestly, I see it all the time. Like, um, just in conversations, even with like artists and just friends, um, they love to just complain yeah. about everything that's going wrong. And I'm the type of person that like, I can maybe complain for like two to five seconds, and then I just need to be quiet and like figure it out. Yeah. And and it's like, all right, so complaining is not going to fix it. So how can we how can we change it? Right. And I'm just a I'm a firm believer that like our words are alive, and if we continue to complain, it's like it's like just digging a hole deeper and deeper and deeper. So and true. then like then once you're like, all right, I'm ready to get out, it's just way too much work because you've spoken yourself into a deeper ditch. Right. Um so like I just kinda wanted to make a song about that. Like just stop complaining, like start speaking life, like figure out how to work it work your way through it. Mm-hmm. Or in it and I don't think it has to be only like you working your way through it. Like figure out who can help who you. Who can help you. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, rather than I would rather my friends rather than talk to me and complain about any situation be like yo james this is what's going on how can you help right. or let's figure out how to fix it that would that would be a conversation i would love but it's gonna be like man this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and then i'm like so what's what what do you think you should do oh, <laughs> man i don't know there's nothing i can do because this, this is, is happening, happening. <laughs> it's like yeah so why are we talking I like no like don't throw that on me like my day was good <laughs> that is <laughs> so <laughs> That's my biggest yeah. pet peeve too. Oh man, just like what have you done? Well, what else exactly. you think you can do? Okay, keep going. You know, like just yeah, do. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you could complain as you do. Just don't complain only. You know that that ugh, that bothers me. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs>
we just played this song called Right Now. Now, why are you hurting these girls, man? What's going on? Why are you hurting them? <laughs> huh? It's bad, right? Yeah, they're just I'll, trying to love you, man. I know, man. Like, so, <laughs> this is, like, I'm going to be totally transparent, right? So, like, it's weird. In the last, like, couple of years, um, a lot of the girls I've dated have been getting married now. Oh, right? yeah, we're at that stage. Yeah, so, like, and I'm looking at that. I'm like, man, could that have been me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did I do? And, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I did. Like, and so... <laughs> That song is, like, looking at, like, how sometimes I have self-sabotaged mm-hmm. those relationships. Yeah. And um, and now I'm getting to the age of, like, I want to get married one day soon, but, like, have I, like, you know, like, has every, like, option? No, it's like, all right, here's one. It's like, nope, you <laughs> messed that up. Okay, here's, here's another one. Why, why, did, you, why did you self-sabotage? What, 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 have you figured out um, what was doing that? Why? I think, so I think part of it was, I think in my head, I thought I couldn't balance a relationship and music. Yeah, I see. Um, which, like, was dumb because I wasn't working that hard. <laughs> like, like, I was working hard, but not that hard. I could have balanced it. Um, and it honestly probably would have enhanced it if with the right right partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I think it's like when I was younger, I think in my head, I was like, if I commit, what am I missing out on? Mm, but I, yeah. I think that's a lot of things guys think but it's just oh, dumb yeah. cause it's yeah. like it's like guess what you're missing out on if you don't do it <laughs> right you right. know that answer <laughs> like the other one's a variable right. like either way you're missing out right. um so like I think now I'm at a point that like I don't want to play that game anymore mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if the chance comes no sabotage <laughs> right. yeah and uh there was something interesting I, and I don't know how old your audience is or whatever, but when you said, I'll stand outside your window with a boombox <laughs> in my arms, yeah. I was like, wow, he's dating himself, but thank you. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I love that movie. What was it? Say Anything, right? Oh, that's yeah. a classic scene. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I was like, you know what? This whole song is an 80s vibe. I gotta, the, yeah. 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 That was the intention, right? To have make it kind of an eighties. It was. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I think after hip hop, I think I like eighties music. There's just something about the eighties. Yeah. Huh? It's so corny, but it's so cool. I I, I can't explain. It works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It works. <laughs> it just works. Yeah. Right. Like, this is so corny. Yeah. Right. But he's confident with it, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're corny and confident, that's right. You usually win. That's right. Somehow it works. <laughs> So let's talk about a little bit of things outside of your music. When you're not pursuing okay. music, what are you doing? Um, pursuing music. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so outside of that, I do like I, I do a lot of stuff with my church. So like mm. teaching Sunday school. Oh, cool. Um, also like I've been trying to. In the past, I always did stuff in the community, and then for some reason, I just like got lazy, which is horrible. <laughs> so I've been trying to do more of that. Um. Whether it's like I've been trying to figure out, like getting a, a gang of a bunch of rappers and we go and like volunteer somewhere, oh, yeah. um, and just like I, I I read a lot. So I mean, outside of that, I go running. Oh, word! So like Big jogger. Myself. Yeah, it's, it's honestly I feel like it's when I think of my best ideas. Wow, is when I'm running. And you know what? That they, they have a new study showing that the longer you sit, the less oxygen gets to your brain. 
So if that you move, if you move around more, you'll you'll think better. So you're you're it's probably why that's sparking all that all that that that, that thought. I just need a I just need a treadmill. <laughs> you just need the, a the pin and pad while you're running. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, I, I always ask this question, and it seems like you probably have a good answer. Since this is called Books, Beats, and Beyond, I'm always asking, yeah. what books are you reading right now, and what books had the biggest impact on your life? Um, Jesus, I where is the book? At? So there's a book I forget the author's name, but it's called As a Man Thinketh, um, which is all about just like mindset. Um, this summer. For the second time, I reread The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that book. Like, yeah. I think that book always like challenges me. Um, another book I'm reading. For some reason, I try to read more than one book at the same time. I I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, I was like, I, I, that's hard for me. But you, you switch gears like that, yeah, doesn't really work that well. Well, I'm I'm been working on Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, so that's been another one I've been reading. Um, and yeah, uh, another book, there's a book called Alter Ego, but it's spelled like A-L-T-A-R. Um, okay. Oh, okay. It's all about like, Id- it's all about like identity and uh, just looking at who God says you are mm. and um, and also like looking at who other people have said you are and how you've attached that to you mm. and um, trying to like take that off of you. And honestly, like after I read that book, because when I used to rap under the name Filthy. Filthy? Yeah. Oh, okay. And after I read that book, I decided to go by my real name. Mm. Um, just because I was like, there's a lot of like baggage that I think I put on myself off that name, I and um, I just wanted to be me. Mm. And I was like, my my real name works. Like, yeah, we will just be ourselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's definitely like that book and the Alchemist. What was it about the Alchemist? The the Alchemist like. What was crazy is, like, while I read it the second time, I read it with, like, so I work at a summer camp mm-hmm. um, I have for, like, the last three years. And there was maybe, like, two or three other people at the camp that were reading it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just always a refresher to think about, like, how we um, – have you read that? Oh, yeah. Before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess this will be a slight spoiler alert. But, like <laughs> – um, I always think about dude in the crystal shop, right? Oh, yeah. And just how, like, he opened it up to save money to go to Mecca mm-hmm. for, like, his pilgrimage. But then he never went. Mm-hmm. And it was because, like, he felt like he would have nothing else to live for after that, right? The right. point was to go there. And then after that, he had, like, there was nothing else for him. And so, like, that always makes me, like, question my intention and my purpose. So it's like, Reading it again, I was like, all right, so is my goal to be, like, a huge rapper? Because when that happens, then what? then what will fulfill me, mm-hmm. you know? So trying to figure out myself and, like, really, like, reflect on what is the goal. Because if the goal is something that is easy or is, like, kind of just static or, like, arbitrary or something like that, once I get it, like, Mm-hmm. Am I done? Yeah. You know, yeah. and so just trying to figure out like music is a vehicle, so music music cannot be the goal. Mm. Like it can be the vehicle, right. and I think if the goal is bigger than that, then like I don't know, twenty years, I might be writing self help books and uh, 
That's touring right. Amazon because Barnes and Noble won't exist. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> you know, like I don't know what it will be, right? But I I know like my message and like what I what I want to get across, and that's that's what I'm trying to get to everyone I can, um, and whatever the vehicle is, the vehicle is. Um, so like that book, just reading it the second time just made me really have to look back at that like. How do I want to impact? Who do I want to impact? Um, and being able to be like, I love the way I do it now, but don't allow like getting to a certain status in this being that being my pilgrimage, being my Mecca. Yeah. Because if I get that, like, then I'll be empty if, yeah. if that's all I want, if that's all I strive for. Right. Well, yeah, that's a that 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 was a good. You really took a good part of that book and really fleshed it out. Yeah, that that I mean, that is that is so true. And you said something. Yeah. I kind of cut you off. Um, a, you said you said the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now you're just talking about the alchemist, and you know that character was talking about Mecca, but now you're talking about the Bible. Yeah. What? So the So how how is the Bible influencing you? Um, I mean, I think like. I think Jesus is one of the trillest dudes ever, right? <laughs> so like, I'm like, he's he's just like using love as such a powerful force. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important, and like, I think a lot of times we could think like, I'll get this by being more talented, I'll get this by doing this, or like, I need to get over on this person, um, and just like using Jesus as an example of how, like, I fashion my life has mm-hmm. is, is able to make me look at, like, one, I'm not in competition with anyone because what's for me is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, no one can take that away. Um, I think there's – it's, like, so my um, – I know they're just saying something like a candle doesn't lose its flame by, like, lighting someone else, right? <laughs> so I think, like, I was like, Jesus, Jesus never felt insecure about, like, like – lifting someone else up or like showing them love or making them like that didn't take away from him. And so like, I think he's just given me an example of how to live my life, how to treat people, um, how to see myself too. Right. So yeah. like, I don't think like Jesus never talked down on himself. Um, I think we do that a lot. Like we feel like even like people who believe in Jesus will feel like they need to, um, humble themselves, which, like, it says that, but it doesn't say, like, make yourself look super low and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> True. I'm not, right. I'm not, you know, like, and I think, like, in the past, I've had a bad habit of, like, if someone says, great job, um, I was like, oh, yeah, I did all right. Instead of being like, thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I did do a great job. Like, thank you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I know, like, when Jesus is like, I am, like, God's my father. Like, no one gets to the father except through me. Like, someone's like, oh, this dude's crazy. Like, he's speaking some, like, super cocky stuff. You shouldn't be saying that. But it's like, if you're great, you're great. And it's okay to say it. Right. And I don't think, I don't think me being great takes away from you being, being great. Being great, yeah. And, um, yeah. And so, like, I think, like, and I think the Bible just, like, has helped me, like, just understand, like, more about myself and how to grow. Mm-hmm. And, um, even, like, and I feel like a lot of people don't get this from it, but, like, there's a scripture that says, um, study to show yourself approved, right? And and I, it even talks about, like, if a pastor preach something to you, you go and study it yourself. Right. And, like, it encourages us to, to question and be inquisitive and to always be learning. 
And so, like, I think that's why with everything I'm like that. If someone says something, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, why do you believe that? Right. All right where did you read that? Can, you, <laughs> can I read that? I want to understand that as well. Yeah. It's not like trying to challenge them to say, like, you're wrong. It's like, I just want to understand yeah. it myself. Go, go dig because deeper. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what I've been taught I'm supposed to do is understand it for myself. Right. And and I use that with everything. Yeah. Wow, that's dope, man. Wow. Yeah. So what three albums or, and or songs had the biggest influence in shaping who you are today? Whew. Um, so uh, albums we're going to go with. Let's throw this one out there real quick. Kanye West, College Dropout. Okay. Um. A song I'll throw in there is A Song for You by Donnie Hathaway. Oh, okay. And um, we'll throw in Melodies from Heaven by Kirk Franklin. Okay. Um, oh, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Wow, wow. Now, what what was it about the Marvin Gaye? So I, I hardly believe that album was the best sequenced album ever. <laughs> like, it just, you literally could, like, in the way that I feel like you could start in the middle and go all the way to the front and it'll still be sequenced perfectly. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, it, it like, it's it has a groove through the whole thing and it's just super cohesive. Um, I think it has some of his best songs on it. And I mean, Marvin's a man. Yeah. Like, Marvin's amazing. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people don't give him as much love and praise as he should when you talk about the greats, but mm-hmm. Marvin was amazing. I think I heard something about Marvin. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that some of his songs he would have to lay down to sing them to create that mood. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I've ever been that relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, what more do you think that you can contribute to today's hip hop culture? Um. Who. I mean, I hope, like, I can contribute more, like, freedom of artists actually being themselves on record mm, mm-hmm. instead of, like, trying to be someone they're not. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of – or, like, even just, like, figuring out themselves, even if they figure out themselves in records and then becoming themselves and then expressing themselves clearly. Mm-hmm. So I think, a, I think a lot of kids, like – I mean, if we, we go back to, like, these kids who are, like, Zanny's mumbling, like that's not who they are. Right. And they can argue that that's who they are, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I think there's other stuff they need to deal with. Um, but I, I mean, I think like one, I want to help like that aspect and the business aspect. I want to, I have a bunch of like young artists that live in Lansing that like I talk to and try to help out as much as possible. I want to be able to help them skip all the mistakes I made mm-hmm. um, so they can so they can become famous and hire me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that job security. Exactly. Um, Your future, you know? looking out. Exactly. But you know, I, I want to be able to show them, like, that there's, there's stuff they can do and, like, just be smart. The Internet is always changing, but it's, like, when it changes, it opens up more opportunities. Right. Um, I want there to be more artists that are business savvy. Yeah. And if I can help, if I can help them in, showing what I know and teaching them what I know doesn't work. Um, and not from a, cause I feel like some people will be like, this doesn't work. 
and they can't look at it objectively and be like, it didn't work because I wasn't the right artist to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's some things that you can be like, this doesn't work because the market just doesn't work for that. And even if you try to go against it, you're going to need a bunch of cap. You know, like yeah. being able to talk to them fully through that instead of being like, this won't work because it didn't work for me. Because that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> they, like, I can tell someone, like, earlier in my career, I can tell you why I didn't get places farther. And I can look at that objectively. And it's like, because I procrastinated. It's because I planned more than I did action. And if I can tell you not to do that, so it's like everyone wants to be like, uh, I got these records. I need to plan it out. And it's like, yeah, figure out a plan. But it's like it's like what you said, right? If you put it out, yeah. when it's, perfect, it's too late. It's too late. And yeah. people will be like, I want it perfect. I'm like, just put it out. Just put it out. Yeah. Because that, and the one the one thing that gets me is like, now I'm going on a tangent, but what gets me is like, I'm all about like music sounding perfect, sounding beautiful, mix and mastered and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes people will nitpick on the smallest thing, but like, I need it perfect. Uh, and yeah. you have to put in perspective that most people are going to be listening to your song on cheap iPhone headphones. Yes, yes. And all that sparkle you are like losing sleep over. Cheap, they're never going to hear cheap that. headphones on the train. They're not going to hear that <laughs> at, all. at all. And like, yeah. so it's like you are thinking about stuff because I think I want every artist to realize that the music industry is a service industry. Mm-hmm. Once you realize it's that. I think you are way ahead of the game because it's a service industry because you're serving the consumer, the customer, the listener. Mm-hmm. So while you're over here trying to be like, they need to take what I give them. They're going to like it because it's great. No, they're not. No. They know what they like. Yeah. And now it's to the point like streaming has made it. They know what they like and save what they like and make playlists of what they like. Yeah. You like you were, you make what they need. And like, granted you can do something different, and then convince them that they need it, but that's good marketing. That's mm-hmm. not that's not forcing it down their throats. So how do you feel so about I just streaming? Want to make smart artists. How do you feel about streaming in a sense? So I think sh- streaming kills sales of albums, mm-hmm. but I think it opens an opportunity for more money. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so I think like. So it's like, I think you have to put out a higher output of music. So mm. streaming, album comes out, album comes out tonight, right? Back in the day, if the album came out and you bought it, you'd probably listen to it for a couple months. Yeah. There's so much music that comes out, you're lucky to listen to an album consistently for a couple weeks. You're right. Even yeah. a week, actually. Yeah. Um. So, so I think with streaming, if you're able to give out the quality and quantity, you have to put out more music. But I think... It also, because now, like, so many companies have their own curated playlist, right? Mm-hmm. Nike, ESPN, Complex. So I think what happens with that is if they know that they need to do that to reach an audience, that's probably where they're going to get music for licensing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it gives you an opportunity for more licensing. Um, more people are realizing you have to tour. So yeah. you're able to. But even with that, I feel like ticket sales have went up since streaming came in. Mm. Um, so you're able to make more more money on touring. Um, it's being smarter with merch, so you make more more money on merch. Lil Yachty just got to deal with Nautica. So you do more branding opportunities because that's where the money comes from. Mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, we know America is ran by hip-hop culture. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. 
I think once people realize that, they'll be able to make more business partnerships with companies that maybe at first wouldn't think they would come into the hip-hop world. <clears throat> but when they realize that, like, shoot, who's going to buy a, buy a blanket for their grandma? Some girl in Oklahoma. And her favorite rapper is 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. So 21 Savage should go partner with a blanket company. Yeah. Not saying he would do that. You know right. what I'm saying? But yeah, it's yeah. like, it's looking outside of the box like that. So I think streaming has made the artist an has given the artist an opportunity to be more business savvy and open up more opportunities that they can they can grow to something else. Yeah, I think it definitely like. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think I think it's so true. I think today's artists and the artists of the future. You're right. It you have to understand business. You really do because. Like you said, you got to put out so much music. So, and that's yeah. hard to put out that much music. So, with the music you are putting out, you got to kind of figure out ways to make it last and how else to kind of branch that into other things. Because the artist, I feel like, is going to get more power. I think they're getting more power in, in a sense, right? I think so too. I don't know many artists that do not have control of their music anymore, in a sense. You know, um, which I think is a which I think is a good thing because. You know, for the longest time, we've been you watch all the old, the all the movies about the old stars, and yeah. you're like, dang, y'all had it rough, you know. So, so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that's the good thing about the future, and you know, I appreciate that you're trying to tell these kids this stuff because uh, it's definitely needed, and um, and the industry knows it. The the more these kids understand their power. <laughs> the more they're going to realize they're, they're not going to need us. And with the internet and how it's constantly changing, I'm I'm just yeah. wondering what the actual uh, big uh, music corporations are going to do. They're, they're, they're going to figure out, figure out a way, but, man, their model's going to change drastically as time goes. You know? I was, yeah, I think, and I think it has to, though. Like, I was looking at, do you use Snapchat? No, I, unfortunately, I don't, no. Okay. Well, so Snapchat, they have like this thing called a Bitmoji where like you can make a cartoon version of yourself. And now oh, they have yeah. it where it's like mm-hmm. it, it will dance in certain areas. But like they have one that danced and Little Pump's song is a song that played. And so in my head, I'm like, I wonder how much the label paid to do that. Wow. Um, and so like they're realizing, dope, this is the way we'll get that single in the face of all these people on Snapchat. They're not even using this for music, but if they can have a cartoon version of themselves dancing, that would be funny. They'll show their friends. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everyone's having to get, like, super creative. Yeah. Um, but I think once once it gets to a point that that uh, independent rapper who lives in Minnesota can just hit up Snapchat themselves, hmm. because Snapchat will realize this is effective, we can charge for this, um, then, then, like, labels won't be able to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone to figure out um, how to how to be a voice for Alexa, the next <laughs> Alexa, right? Like, like if someone knows, hit me up. I want to pitch for that. Like, yeah. how can I be the voice that you're like, hey James, what's on the news? Well, <laughs> on Channel Two, you you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, someone's gonna do that. And like, voices where everything's going, but it's like, who's gonna be the first label that's gonna be like, dope? You have this. You have this new network in your house that talks to you and turns your shower on. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You pay this much, you can get a whole roster's voice and switch between <laughs> your favorite rapper. Like <laughs> after this interview, you 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 need to jump on that. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> but I'm saying, like, that's the type of stuff people are going to have to do. Yeah. And But it's going to get to a point that companies are going to realize it's much easier to work with an artist directly than to work with a label. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So what do you want people to mainly take away from your album, Living Daylights? Um, from Living Daylights, I just want people to, like, take away that, like, they are valuable. They are an agent of change and someone that can change the world if they decide to. Um so if they decide to like just just lean in on that thing, work on it and, and shine that light because like honestly, I can't do it alone. I need your help as well. Mm-hmm. And how can people follow and contact you? Um, so it's James Garden, G A R D I N. Um that's everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify. On Instagram, it's James Garden Music because someone took my name. Um, But (laughs) everywhere else, it's just James Garden. Well, James Garden, thank you so much for keeping it positive, keeping it motivational, keeping it feeling good. And I just want to say thank you for being on Books, Peace, and Beyond. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, Just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore.